Hey guys, before we get into the show, I wanted to quickly talk about today's sponsor, Skillshare. I was super excited to get Skillshare as a sponsor because it's something I use myself and I couldn't recommend more. They have a literal treasure trove of classes to choose from. I've taken classes on everything from creative writing boot camps to mastering the perfect grilled cheese. And the best thing is, is that you can learn at your own pace. Pause, play, revisit for later. However fast or slow you want to go. If you click the link in our show notes, you'll get a one-month free trial, which gives you access to thousands of classes with no restrictions. Check out Skillshare today. And now, on with the show. I'm in the fucking 12th round of a fight after watching this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, I had to put a little extra sting on it for the Bruce Buffer because that was of a course. bit of my inspiration for it. Of course, because what movie did we watch? Today? Oh, today our future presentation is the original Creed. You know, with Creed 3 just releasing in theaters, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, we thought we'd take it back to Creed 1, the seventh installment in the quote rocky franchise what yeah that's wild (laughs) i I hadn't even thought of it that way but you're absolutely right yeah i mean technically you know seventh in the rocky franchise first in the creed franchise yeah totally yeah that tracks oh man yeah i was i was telling you offline like uh because we take i take notes we we both do and I found mm. myself 20 minutes in and I hadn't written a thing down. I was, I was just, I was so in and just watching it. <laughs> like that never happens yeah. to me. I just, I was like, yeah. oh shit, I got to write something down here. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the fights. I don't think I wrote any notes during the fights other than great fight. <laughs> yeah, they punch a bit. Like <laughs> it's, it's hard to explain a fight. Like we usually do that with action scenes. Cause I mean, I know it's an act, it's action movie book club and everything, but yeah. how do you describe an action scene? Like you, it's really it's really hard because yeah. I'm sure people who've seen the movie they get it they understand but yeah I mean exactly it's just like yeah. you know you probably saw it like I can't do it justice uh, verbalizing mm-hmm. it like you got to see it on screen and if you haven't seen this movie please go watch it it's on HBO Max right now um, it's on Amazon too uh, I believe oh nice I think that's um, where I watched it it just popped up could not recommend it more it's still I mean I remember loving it the first time. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd seen it since, and it's still great. It's so good. Oh, nice. I might have even liked it better this time, honestly. Yeah, I I saw it. Gosh, I saw it in the theater. I might have seen it in the theater twice, and then I've watched it since it's been on, you know, streaming or whatever. And yeah, this might be my fourth or fifth time seeing it, but I still love it just as much. Nice. But before we get into that, what have you been watching, reading, seeing, doing this week? Last of Us. Holy I'm not caught up. I'm shit. like two behind. Oh no! Yeah, I know. I got. So I took a break and I was just busy doing stuff. So yeah, I need to catch up. Mm-hmm. I'll probably do that tonight. 
yeah, please let me know what you think when you watch, especially the most current episode, which was episode eight, I think. Yeah, we're almost to it. I think yeah. there's only nine total, so. Yeah, the net the the finale is this coming Sunday. Which yeah, is also yeah. Oscar Sunday. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get into the award shows. I still like it. I like watching the award shows. Yeah, I like I to tune fun. in for the Oscars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's my Super Bowl. I like to say. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's LA's Super Bowl too. You know, it's absolutely. Funny. Um, but let's see. I, um, the big thing I did this week, other than Last of Us, I I read the. Are you reading Eight Billion Genies? The no, but I've heard of it, and I I want to. I've been oh, I've been because as I mentioned here, I'm doing the another show with her good friend Charlotte Hollingsworth, the comic book book club, and so mm-hmm. and we're currently in the throes of uh. Uh, Grant Morrison's All Star Superman. Oh, such a good run! Oh, so good. so good. I don't know what happens at the end, but we have the last three issues to still read, and I'm excited. Oh man, God, maybe I should go back. That should be my next comic book I read because I love Grant Morrison. He's one of my favorite. He's um, a great writers. writer. I keep like mm-hmm. it's funny. The one we did before this uh, wasn't as good, um, and like there, there was times where, where we talk about stuff. It's like well, we don't like you don't have faith that they're going to tie it all together like it matters. Sure. And I keep, I kept telling her from the beginning, like, yeah, this doesn't maybe make sense now, but you got to trust mm-hmm. him because he's a good writer. Like, yeah. And everything oh, has, sure. like, come to fruition. And, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you just got to trust. Certain writers, it's like you trust them and you, they're going to pay it off. You're going to – you're in good hands. Just uh, just yeah. know it's coming. Yeah, definitely. Um, But, yeah, 8 Billion Genies – I just read the most recent issue. We hadn't had another issue since October or November. So um, I was a little, I need to go back and read them all because the last one, it's only eight issues. So the eighth issue comes out sometime in the next few weeks and that's the last one. Um, oh, yeah. See, I've been, I, I have that problem too when they release like once a month because I don't, I don't remember anything. Like been or, over yeah. Even so I just wait till I had to wait, every, I have to wait like, till the run's months. over, you know? Like I, cause mm-hmm. I just, I won't remember and I won't go back and read it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I might just for, for shits and gigs, just cause they're only 30 pages. I might go back and just reread it all again before the last one comes out, but it's awesome. Highly recommend. Um, and I picked up a new podcast. Uh, my buddy told me Craig Mazin, who created Chernobyl, one of the showrunners of Last of Us, has a screenwriting podcast, which I think oh. you would really like too. Yeah, what's that called? It's called Script Notes, and he hosts it with another famous screenwriter named John August, who um, wrote Big Fish, wrote a lot of Tim Burton stuff, um, really accomplished screenwriter. It's basically a free screenwriting masterclass. It's oh, wow. fucking awesome. I just wrote it's that. It's great. Just noted that down to check it out. Yeah, Thanks. and the most recent episode is with Patton Oswald, our buddy Patton Oswald. Uh, and, the troll and himself. And they break down joke writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, um, other than that, that's kind of about it. What about you? What have you been watching, reading, seeing, doing this week? Well, I, uh, I had a, <laughs> I went on our good friend Cam Sully's show, uh, the Jack Jeff TV show pod. And, uh, it was one, a long time coming. We, uh, we finally did this little ditty. Sorry, 
love that song so much. That's the theme song to up. Space Above and Beyond. If uh, no one knows that, so <laughs> if you did, mm-hmm. God bless you, and we need to talk. But yeah, I uh, it's twenty three episodes, all like an hour. I I uh, I binged straight through the entire season, twenty four hours, <laughs> right before it, and then and then realized in the 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 show notes that we were also going to be talking Firefly, and I had like three hours before uh, the recording, and I like. Threw on the first Firefly, and then I was like, you know what, I, I should probably sleep a little bit. <laughs> so I saw two hours, and then, and then went on. But, yeah, it was, uh, man, that show's still, it's so good. But, like, there's so many different guest stars, too. Like, Richard Kind shows up, uh, and he's, like, a, he's like a, like, like a psychic division of the army, and, like, but he plays it super straight. Uh, uh, French Stewart shows up. Adam Goldberg shows up. Uh, well, Coolio shows up. (laughs) R.I.P. Coolio showed up and I was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, was that Coolio? (laughs) I I think that was Coolio. (laughs) Coolio, Coolio was everywhere in the mid nineties, everywhere. Yeah. I started watching, uh, it came with a documentary on the, on the DVD cause you can't watch it anywhere. So I had to buy the DVDs. Um, Mm. and, uh, the documentary was like, they were basically lamenting about things like that. They're like, yeah, we had we were doing well, so the network's just like put Coolio in. <laughs> like, God damn it, we'll put Coolio in. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, Coolio. Yeah, it, it it worked though. I I liked it, man. That mm. sh- that show's tough for the first half of this season, but it really gets and figures itself out. And then the ending still guts me. Like I had a etched into my mind like the last scene, and it was exactly how I remembered it. I hadn't watched it for twenty eight years since it aired. It aired in 1995 and 96. Whoa. So if I did the math, I was like, wow, that was 28 years ago. And I hadn't watched it since. Shit. Yeah. Uh, man, it was way for, way ahead of its time. Uh, like mm-hmm. Shows like Battlestar Galacto wouldn't exist without that. And like it was, It's something else. But yeah, it ends on this huge cliffhanger. And yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm still hurt by it. Like, it just of bummed course, me out. Of course, there's a couple of those one-season shows that end on cliffhangers, and then it's just, okay, all right. Yeah, it sucks. Like, half the crew, or the main people are, like, maybe dead, but you don't really know, and, like, the it just ends with this, like, last shot of the only two remaining, like, in their bunks, like, it just, like, them laying on their backs, and it, like, pans up, and then it's just, like, both of them just, like, shell shocked it's like what the fuck just happened <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just over i was like oh my god uh when's when's the revival of that coming back yeah i don't think it ever is uh i've already decided if i ever win like the hundred million dollar lottery that's where all my money's going i'm gonna pay every single person to come back <laughs> i don't care if it ever airs we're just gonna film it for me <laughs> spend, i'll spend the entire fortune on it i don't care yeah, or just or just um, just pay that money to get it reinterested back in Hollywood because yeah. they're always looking for new properties, new IPs. Well, it's so weird. It's just like no one ever wants to make money off it. Like they they didn't even have DVDs for the longest time, but like a fan campaign finally got them to put it on DVD. And like, mm-hmm. there's just like nothing out there. It's crazy. And that song was uh, Shirley. Oh, what's her name? She did. She does like a compose. She did like the Batman the animated series. Uh, uh, song like she's she Alan worked, Silvestri. No, it's a, I think her name is like Shirley Walker or something like that. She's like quietly one of the best like composers like out there. But uh, she she's passed since. But let me let me find her name because uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, while you look that up, there's there's so much stuff like that out there where 
I feel like like uh like the Monster Squad. That was this huge cult classic movie that bombed when it came out. It's like Goonies meets Universal Monsters, but nobody could get it forever because there was all this they were in litigation because you know they used the Universal Monsters and sure. and they couldn't physically release it, but then it just after a while people got interested in it and now you could find it anywhere they're screening it all over the country um, yeah i've seen it in person on film twice in los angeles uh, it's such a such a fun good movie uh, yeah it's shirley walker i mean it was made by glenn morgan and james wong the guys who did uh x files and, and all mm. those uh but shirley walker here let me just run through some of the stuff she did like uh she worked like as a like a apprenticeship with like danny elfman hans zimmer like all these notable people. Um, Whoa. Yeah, and she she was, like, the one that did the Batman the Animated Series uh, song, like, that everyone mm, knows. Mm-hmm. I know it's a takeoff, the, the Danny Elfman, but, like, it's still its own thing. Like, she has tons of credits all over. Um, she did True Lies. The song, like the Whoa. Escape from L.A., uh, Final Destination. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, all over the place. Like, she, she's, like, quietly... Like one of the most prolific uh, that that no one really knows. And recipes, mm-hmm. but yeah, love that song. Yeah, nice, nice, awesome. Uh, all right, that's about it. I saw Ant Man. That was good. I don't know if I talked about that. I enjoyed it. Mm-mm. But uh, you want to get into this? Let's do it. All right, let's get into our feature presentation. <laughs> And now, our feature presentation. Creed from 2015 to 95% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 89% from the audience directed by Ryan Coogler starring Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Johnson, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, Tessa Thompson as Bianca, Felicia Rashad as Marianne Creed, and Andre Ward as Danny Wheeler. This movie is so great on its own. If Rocky never existed, this is still a great movie. But oh, yeah. It's such a great homage to Rocky, the Rocky franchise, to Sylvester Stallone. The music in it is like Rocky music, but its own thing as well. Uh, Little music cues, composing cues. And I know we say it a lot on this show, but man, people forget how good of an actor Stallone is. He's so good in this. He's even, I remember the first time, I saw it, like, I didn't think he did a bad job, but there was all this mm-hmm. Oscar talk and things like that. So, you yeah. know, you kind of get, like, it's like when someone says something's the best thing ever, you know, and never right. lives up. Mm-hmm. So, I was I was thinking the first time I saw it, oh, yeah, I mean, he's good, but, like, Oscars, come on. And I didn't have yeah. that in my head this time. Mm-hmm. Not, and this time I was thinking, yeah, okay, now I get it. Like, <laughs> he, he crushed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he crushed it. He has such depth and vulnerability. Yes, and... his vulnerability is what stood out. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's because like you believe he's just like a broken man. And... He is. He's a broken man who's got nobody. Yeah, and, and I think the first time I saw it, I hadn't seen Stallone in a while, and I was just thinking that's just how he is now. But no, mm-hmm. he's not. He's still doing Rambo movies. You know what? You know, like he's not like yeah. that. That was acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree. 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, this movie is fantastic. The restraint with uh like when they put the Rocky like tidbits in, like the callbacks yeah. and the the song and you know all that. I thought that was uh really really well done. Yeah, yeah, and just the the you know mentor mentee relationship father son relationship that we kind of see through a lot of the rocky movies especially you know in rocky one where it's him and mickey you know this movie it's him and rocky um yeah just the the themes the 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 writing the storytelling um yeah i I wish we the only thing it was missing i wish we would have gotten the robot happy birthday (laughs) polly happy birthday (laughs) polly (laughs) oh man did i tell you maybe like a month ago my nephew kieran who's 19 he sent me a screen grab from the training montage of rocky 4 and he said i'm burning through all the rocky movies i've binged them all in the last couple of days and i was like oh amazing is that from rocky 4 and he goes yeah and i said and he goes should i watch five i went no nope Nope. Hard hard pass. Yeah. Tommy the machine gun. Um, Hard pass. Hard skip. Um, But I asked him of the four you've watched so far, which one's your favorite one? He said four. (laughs) Four was always my favorite too growing up. I just loved it. Oh, four is great. But man, I think all of them are my favorites for different reasons. Like it's not the best movie, but as a kid, it was the most fun. Because I was like, yeah, fight the Russians. (laughs) Yeah, and that was the first one I saw, too. I think it was the first one I saw, too. I I saw it at um, a a sleepover at Greg Tucker's house. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, very random. (laughs) Really callback. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's get into this. Let's do it. Uh, We kick off with a little young Adonis getting in fights. I liked how they, they tied him in, like, it's kind of messed up. Like, Marianne comes to see him, and uh, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you uh, want to come live with me? He, she's not his his mom. She was married mm-hmm. to Creed, but Creed had an affair, and uh, that's the son that came from it. Yeah, because um, later in the movie, they say that his mom died when he was a, a little kid, and that's why he got put in homes. Yeah, that's why he's in, like, the foster care system or whatever he, he was in. Yeah, I wonder what took her so long. I don't know, probably coming to terms with it. Like, yeah, true. Or maybe she didn't even know. Um, they, they're really clear on like her time frame of when she found out. Yeah, true. For all we know, she had just found out, or I could also mm-hmm. see she may have known, and it's like, eesh. Like, Ooh, yeah, I, you know, like that takes a pretty big person to, to raise the child uh, of, of an affair, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh man! But even though she didn't have a lot to do, that that's that just shows a lot about her character in that moment. Mm-hmm. So he agrees, of course. Uh, present day, uh, we get a little fight in Mexico. Uh, I love how he's, he's basement he, walkout. Yeah, he's pulling the wraps off even before the ten count. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. He's just a badass. Yeah, he, he knows. just knows he's down. Uh, he, he works at some financial place, whatever. Uh, and he just immediately quits mm-hmm. quits his job. <laughs> They're like, we just gave you a promotion and you're already quitting. He's yeah. like, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, he's like, I love how I love how too it's like this chaos of this fight in Mexico, and then the hard cut to office life, the the yeah. the, the mundane life of office work. Yeah, I was waiting for him to like start bleeding on his TPS reports, like it was Fight Club or something. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, he uh, quits his job and uh, and uh, he he wants to start fighting full time, right? Uh, he uh, <laughs> he he f- immediately like fights Wheeler and gets his ass beat. <laughs> who happens to be a famous real life boxer, Andre Ward, who I believe yeah. is from Philadelphia as well, and he was a gold medal boxing champion. Uh, yeah. Real life champion. Yeah, yeah, their use of actual fighters was great because you could tell they could fight. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's still Amazing. over the top with how many punches they take, but it's much more in the realm of reality than uh, the other Rockies, where it's just haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. You know. Trading. Yeah. I mean, they still traded punches uh, a lot later on, but it, it was closer to reality. Yeah, and I wonder the thing. I wonder why. Avon Barksdale, who Wood Harris, his dad, who was Apollo's trainer and then Rocky's trainer, why he comes in hot at Adonis and it's just like nobody here is training you. Why the hostility? I I took it as he had made like a promise or something to somebody, Mm -hmm. maybe his mother, maybe his father, I I don't know, before he died Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to let him. I Probably Marianne. uh, Yeah, maybe. She didn't want that life for him. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I saw my husband die in the ring. I don't want to watch my, my son go down that same path kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that was why. Because you're right. They didn't they didn't explain it or go in it in depth in it at all. But I, I figured that was the, the reasoning behind it because he didn't seem like a bad dude. Seemed like he just had a promise to keep. Yeah, for sure. So uh, he then goes to see Rocky. He's like, how about you train me once he tells him who he is, you know? I love that little scene that they have. They so have good. God, their scenes together are so good. Um, he's in the restaurant, Adrian's, yeah, and you know, uh, Stallone is really great. Who won the third fight? How do you know all this? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, the mm-hmm. third fight thing, you know, the freeze, the famous freeze frame. And then we finally get, we find out who he's like. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's uh he's not really having it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he keeps asking, wearing him down, wearing him down. And uh, he starts to, like, he, he gives him notes. He's like, okay, how about you just give me, like, a little bit? You're not going to train me. Like, how do I get faster? How do I do this and that? Uh, he He's such a good old man, like, out of out of the times because he writes it all down. And then uh, Creed <laughs> takes a picture. He's just like, well, don't you need this? It's like, what if you lose? He's like, it's in the cloud. He's like, cloud? <laughs> and he, like, literally looks up and he's like, what cloud? Yeah. Where? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and at this thing. point too, he's met um, his his neighbor Bianca, the magician, yeah. uh, not magician, musician. musician. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's pulling rabbits out of hats, and, uh, picking cards. She's doing close up magic. Card. You yeah. know, they're not tricks, Michael. They're illusions. <laughs> oh, Michael, <laughs> tricks are what hoards you for money. <laughs> <laughs> That might be one of my favorite lines from all of Arrested Development. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, <laughs> Tangent. Yeah. Yikes. Um, so so yeah, he gets a he goes to get a cheesesteak with Bianca. I love his their their uh, chemistry is really great too. It's like it's mm. not a date. It's not a date. <laughs> Over and and god damn, that cheesesteak looks delicious. It looks so good. I know it made me want one. Mm-hmm. So uh after this, he Rocky finally agrees to like train him for real. Mm-hmm. They begin, he like moves into his place and everything. 
finds a uh, Paulie's copy of Swank. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, Paulie, like, hey, yeah, all right." <laughs> <laughs> one th- one thing right before when they're talking over their cheesesteaks, um, you find out that Bianca has progressive hearing loss, and I just think that's such an interesting addition that they made to her character that she is a musician and a very very talented musician that is losing her hearing yeah i just think that's so unique and so interesting and so heartbreaking too well yeah i i wrote this down for a scene later on but since you brought it up now um oh gotcha i liked that I, i thought they are both kind of the same because uh She's she will eventually lose her hearing and not be able to do the thing that she loves. And he it was mentioned before that uh, his father was like the best, but time caught up with him. So like they're both mm-hmm. time will take away what they love. Like that doesn't matter. They can't stop it. Like event, they have to do it right. now or because eventually time will win and take away both of the things that they're passionate about. And there's nothing they can do about it. So they're like weirdly oh, the same. Wow. In that way. I assume that's why they they gave her that that uh, mm-hmm. issue. Um, cause it's like, that's a connective tissue, you know, they both are, yeah. they're both staring down the barrel of the gun of this time issue and they're, they're going to lose it, but they, they're making hay while they can. Really great point. Thanks. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he, Rocky agrees to train him. They start training and takes him to this like old ass gym, bit of a montage, you know, mm-hmm. I love a training montage. Yeah. <laughs> chasing chickens, doing jump rope, all the, all the good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. gets to his first fight, um, because uh, one of the other guys like, like kind of seems like a little bit scummy, <laughs> like he kept wanting a little bit scummy. He's he's running Mickey's gym, and his son is a, this up and coming you know contender, seventeen and zero. Been asking Rocky to train him for years, and then all of a sudden he comes in and starts training Michael B, and he's just like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, which kind of fair, but he does seem mm-hmm. like a bit of a like showman. You know, mm-hmm. uh, totally. And uh, but he, he gets that fight going and uh, like finds out that he's Creed's son right before. And, Oof. Yeah, yeah. Rocky's like, don't say anything. He's just like, okay, I won't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> I like when he walks away. Uh, slow. Like, it's like he knows because he's like appreciate it. Like sarcastic. Yeah, he's he like, knows fuck. he's gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he wins that first fight. Um. I love afterwards. He's like, "We're gonna tear this town apart," and then it just smash cut to them all passed out on the on the couch <laughs> with a bunch of briars in front of them. <laughs> I love I love too how they filmed that whole fight scene in one take. It was a one shot. Yeah, there's some great great moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're all passed out on the couch, but they wake up and uh, he's still got energy in the bag. So. Uh yeah, and, she, and and he's like, hey, come on, you know, not even come on. He's kissing her, and she's like, whoa, whoa, wait, your uncle. And he was like, he's old, he's asleep. Don't yeah, worry, he's old man. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I don't mean this as like a negative, but his like way he like manipulates Rocky, like the way he starts calling him unk and like this familiarity. He's like forcing onto him that it's like he uses his charisma to like get himself in, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, be part of his life before he even like knows what happened. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. He just comes in and he's just kind of assuming yeah. a lot of shit. It's not like taking no for an answer. It's just like, 
he says no, and he's just like, okay, so I'll, like, see you tomorrow? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, he just keeps going, pushing and pushing. Not, like, like over the top, like, like crossing lines, but because he does it all with a smile, and he's so charming that he can yeah. kind of get away with it. But before Rocky knows it, he's, like, living in his house. <laughs> he's, like, it's kind of like, oh, how the hell did I get here? I said no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, I think it was... Or no, it was his idea to come live with him and Rocky. It was kind of yeah, like, okay. all of it was. He just kind of like inserted himself into his life, and before he knew it, he was part of it. And it's just like, all right, like not that he was like unhappy about it, but just the way he went about it was interesting. Yeah, I think maybe it's because you know clearly he has nothing to lose. He really wants this, and Rocky was the only connection. I mean, other than his mother, is the only other connection he has. To his father, because I can't imagine that, you know, he's got a good relationship with his, you know, half siblings. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he basically uses not, not necessarily as like a guilt, but it's like you owe my dad, you know, like he's using every yeah. arrow in his quiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't like it's very briefly touched on, but, you know, he had that office job and he was in finance. So like he has business acumen, you know, and smarts mm-hmm. probably mergers and acquisitions and stuff and how to get deals done. I feel like that was an interesting, like you could see that. Oh yeah. Because yeah, when he quit, he had literally just gotten a promotion. Yeah. So he's clearly intelligent, smart and everything like outside of Mm -hmm. uh, being ripped and talented in the, in the boxing and the athletic uh, Mm -hmm. arena. But yeah, I I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right. They, uh, the next day, uh, I think the, other promoter guy was salty that his kid lost because on like TMZ it comes out that he's Creed's son, so then everyone knows. Yeah, and PT PTI is is discussing, and I love how too that Apollo Creed's not just some amazing fighter; he's like Ali. Yeah, he's the he's best of all time. As, exactly, like pound for pound, are you the best mm-hmm. of all time? Um, and of course, he hadn't told Bianca, so she's not really happy with that whole thing. But mm. he kind of explains it like he wanted to make it on his own merit and this and that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I love how she's a, a super strong character in yeah. this, too. You know, because, of course, we talk a lot about in our movies how early action movies, women are kind of just cannon fodder, unfortunately. Yeah, just like um, window dressing. They're just kind of there. Exactly. Whereas she's a fucking badass woman and kind of pushes him to be his best person while also kicking ass herself. Yeah, she's a fully realized character. Exactly. So uh, since this comes out, like the current champ, he was supposed to fight some other dude, like broke his jaw during the the way in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he's looking for a fight. He's like, he's basically one of those guys. He's at the end of his career. You know, he's uh, Conor McGregor, maybe like a year or so ago. Uh, you know, and he's getting ready to go to prison too for seven years. Yeah, like he he's he's looking for that last payday. Um, he's kind of at the end of his like not much gas left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to his his promoter guy is basically put Creed's name on it with Rocky in his corner, and you know we'll make trillions of dollars. <laughs> like that. Yeah, be your this last is fight. your last payday, and he's like, I don't want to be seen as a joke. And he goes, yeah. No, you want to see your kids with the roof over your yeah. head while you're in prison yeah. for a fucking bullshit thing that you did. Yeah, yeah. So that was so he acquiesces. It's like fine, whatever. Cause he thinks it's gonna be a pushover too. I mean, they even say when the actor. meeting during the meeting, he's like, You wouldn't be here, Rocky's like, If you wouldn't be here, if uh, if you thought 
you know, he had a chance. Like, <laughs> you're here mm-hmm. because you think this is a cakewalk. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's like, no, no, He's like, come on. Like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love um, Pretty Ricky's uh, promoter, too. Uh, that actor, Graham McTavish. He was in House of Dragons. He was in Preacher. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, who was he in the House of Dragons? He was the um, the. Is he Otto? Um, God, what's his name? I forget the main kind of knight, the the main big knight, number one knight. Let me look it up. Uh, look uh, it up. Yeah, so they uh, let's see. They yeah, they kind of I guess they kind of agree to fight. Um, but Sir uh, Harold, I don't Harold Westerling. I don't remember. <laughs> he's he's basically the main guy who protects um, the young. God, I'm fucking blanking on everything <laughs> today. He basically protects the young um, queen. Okay. Uh, Renera. He protects Renera. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So they decide to take the fight, <laughs> and uh, while they're training, Rocky like gets sick. Like you know, he like passes out in the ring, kind of. Oh, this is I love this little moment too because he's like trying to be like a tough guy. He's like, yeah. "Let me walk, yeah, let, me let me walk." walk. And off, he's like, "Dude, dirt, you mate. can't walk." Right. He's like, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't he know." Has no he, idea. You could sense that scared like moment. Yeah. with him. Yeah, because his body's like betraying him. He's always been you know peak of physical uh, form, but now it's you know it's, mm-hmm. he's getting eaten away at the inside from the inside because mm-hmm. uh, we find out it's cancer. But uh, he doesn't want to do the treatment because his wife died of cancer, and he's like, "I saw how that went. Like, that's not something I want to do." Uh, man, he's so good at this. He's just like, "Thanks, yeah. Doc," but like, I'm good. <laughs> like, do you think he's he's scared in that moment because he doesn't want to go through what she went through, or he's just kind of like, "Fuck that, I'm good." Uh, he, he's fine with dying. I think a little of both. I think he doesn't think he has anything left to live for. I mean, you see him at one mm-hmm. point, like, go to Polly and, and Adrian's grave, and he's just, like, reading the paper. Like, he doesn't really have anybody. Like, his son's mm-hmm. not around. You know, he. I think he's fine having it be over. Um, yeah. It, like, that was kind of his plan, was just to quietly live out his days. Um, and then then uh, Donnie or Adonis, whatever we want to call him, kind of mm-hmm. shows up and changes all his plans. It's kind of like a wrench in the in the mix, you know, and he, and then also with the fact that he watched his wife go through this and it didn't, you know, he probably saw her, the the pain and everything that goes along with getting chemo and, you know, and then, yeah. and then it didn't work. So it's, it's like, he sees that like as a, it's not going to, it didn't work for her. Why would it work for me? I don't want to go through that. I'm just, I kind of, I'm yeah. just done. You know, he's not, yeah. he doesn't have any fight left in him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, he he doesn't say anything, but uh, but they go back to training and everything, and and uh, Creed he finds like the pamphlets uh, about the cancer in treatment coat. in his coat, confronts him, and well, it goes poorly. <laughs> it goes so poorly, and I think Rocky does something we kind of see in movies where he the only way he knows how is to kind of be a little bit abrasive in a way where he goes we're not a real family we never were and you could tell like that hits donnie yeah really tries to push him away you know yeah because i think he's just afraid of loss you know 
he's afraid of loss. And even when Donnie, like after they have this awful conversation, Donnie walks away, like storms away. And even Rocky's just like, why did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. He knows he was wrong. It's just, yeah, that was his instinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Like almost trying to probably like in a way trying to even protect him from, from Mm -hmm. everything. But yeah, he Mm -hmm. does it really poorly. (laughs) Yeah. Good God. So, uh, Donna's goes to see Bianca at, uh, her performance and gets in a fight with one of these other performers like real quick. <laughs> yeah. And this was, this was, uh, Bianca's big, big breakout performance, you know, going to be huge for her. Yeah. And, and the headliner of the show is like trying to get a picture with him. And it's also, you know, cool. He's cool. But then he calls him baby Creed. Yeah, he's and... kind of being a prick. Like, like, yeah. this, like when he's, introduced at first he's just like hey bianca like kind of ignores him like kind of flirting mm-hmm. with her and then it's like hey baby Creed, give me a pick like yeah he's being kind of condescending yeah uh, for sure he didn't need to do what he did because no. that was his uh his partner's big break like as he said like real dick move on his part i know he's going through a lot but still not cool yeah so he yeah. ends up in jail um rocky goes to see him gets another argument and he basically uh sh- throws the barbs back at him that uh, he knows will hurt him the way that Rocky did to him, you know? You got you got my real family killed. Yeah, just like the family oh. thing he knew, Rocky knew that would cut him deep. He knew that mm-hmm. that, that would cut Rocky deep. So Yeah, and Michael B's really bringing out his, I mean, we know he's a great actor, but he's really showing his chops too in this scene, and he shows his, his vulnerability for the first time, really. Like, he's crying. He's, yeah. you know, saying, leave me alone. Get out of here. I don't need you. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets out of jail. I'll go see Bianca. They kind of have an argument. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's real mad, as she should be. You know, he even Big tells mad. her why he was upset. I, I love the way that she plays this because she's still mad. She's almost like when, when he tells her that Rocky has cancer. She's, like, she has this look almost as if, God, that's not fair. Like, I want to be mad at you. Like, that's not fair to tell me. Yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. like, that's like, when she opens the door. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's just yeah. like, she's just like, it's like biting your tongue. Like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I'm still <laughs> mad at you, but like, that's fuck. Like, that's not Fine. a, none of this is okay. But then she still kind of shuts him out. And mm-hmm. it's great when she takes her, her hearing aids out when he's like banging. Oh. That's really good, and I mm. love the last shot of uh, of it's just of the the lock in her apartment, and you think she's gonna you know flick it open and let him back mm-hmm. in, but then it just yep. cuts away. Uh, that was okay. great. Um, so he he eventually then uh, goes back to Rocky, and he's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna fight unless you fight, you know, unless you get the treatment or uh, the so fight's good. off." Yeah, so he he get that that's what gets through to Rocky. He's like, mm-hmm. "All right, all right." Let's do it. Then we get more more training and sickness montage. Um, they're getting ready. I, I love the shot of uh, of him running down the street, and we get a little like of the Rocky theme, and like he's running with the twelve o'clock boys on their on their bikes. Oh, I I teared up a little bit during this moment. Yeah, it's like the city <laughs> accepting him and all that, you know. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's really good. So good. So uh, fights approaching. Uh, they get into. They have like a pre-fight press conference, and uh, they get into it a little bit because uh, the, the big guy's kind of a prick. <laughs> Colin's a prick. <laughs> yeah, I love too how 
Michael B plays it in this scene how he's just he's got a shirt on, he's got a tie on, yeah. he looks kind of out of place. Yeah, and he's, he's like just the kind of very man, shy, like kind of meek. Like trying to be like professional and like say the right things, and then the other guy just mm-hmm. comes at him with like you know street smack talk, basically, and just keeps you know they keep asking uh, Adonis questions, and he gets like three words out before Conlon just throws it right back in his face, calls him a false creed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, Bianca then also comes to see him, and they like make up. Or whatever, and uh, next I love how Rocky told basically tells them not to bang. Yeah, he, did you hear? Could you catch that? And he goes, "Remember what I told you?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, the leg thing." And he's like, "Yeah, it's important because yeah. that's kind of a throwback to the first movie where he goes, "Women weaken legs." Yeah, I think they, he says that even in this movie, "Women weaken legs." Earlier on, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, <laughs> then they go to the venue the next morning, and uh, his mom has sent over Creed's trunks. But it also has Johnson. It has Creed on the front, Johnson on the back, because that's what he's been so good. Yeah, it's the red, white, and blue. You know, mm-hmm. those famous trunks. Yeah, uh, puts them on. Uh, great scene. Gets uh, heads out of the tunnel while Tupac Hail Mary plays. Oh, oh with me. So oh, it's so good. And the champ arrives with like a fire spitter and like smoke and everything, and uh, fight begins. Uh, Starts going pretty poorly at the beginning. He's getting his butt kicked pretty badly. <laughs> He's getting worked. He gets cut in the first round. Yeah, like real bad. Uh, second round goes a little better. And they, uh, we get some like little more montage of like they trade punches. This is the rounds, you know, tick by five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. And we get to the final round, and that's when the Rocky theme hits for real. Oh, God. And I love too when um, right before that last round, when his eyes all completely close, he literally can't see anything out of it. And his cut man taps the back of his yeah, neck. Yeah, he's like, how many fingers? He's like, <laughs> two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love good. that. That guy's a real cut man in real life, too. Yeah, I believe that. They all, like, look the part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the music pumps, and uh, he's losing the fight, obviously, like, by count. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very end, he, he knocks him down, like, right with the last second. But he, he gets mm-hmm. up. He doesn't knock him out. So he, he loses, but, you know, he does the thing, like, from the first Rocky. He proves he belongs. Yeah, he proves he belongs, and like he said before, he proves that he's not a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he goes to distance, like, the even, like, the announcers say, that's got, that fight goes 10 more seconds, and we might have a new champ. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and even, you know, Conlon comes over, and he was like, you know, you're the future of this division. Wear that name with pride. Yeah, um, he gets the you're respect awesome, from him. Basically, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He he proves he he belongs, and he he goes the distance and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, then we afterwards we get uh, him and Rocky on the steps. Oh, they man. chat a little, and credits. God damn, this movie is so good. I'm glad we got to watch it again. Yeah, it was really great. This was mm-hmm. this was a lot of fun to go through. Just so much fun and just so well done. And I love a good sports movie. It's it's just it's inspiring and you know, say what you will about sports movies and Rocky movies, but they're they're great. They're so much fun. Yeah. I mean the Rocky movies for the most part are all really well done too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. except for five. But <laughs> except for five, oof, da, yeah. oof, da. Yeah, wow, not, not ideal. But we, I mean, out of what is, just, what is it like nine now? <laughs> I mean, I haven't um, seen the I, new yeah, Creed, this... but uh, I mean the other seven out of eight, and I assume the new one's probably at least decent. Uh, but yeah, seven out of eight's not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, that's a pretty good track record in my opinion. Yeah. That not many can do that. Um, mm-hmm. so success I'd say. <laughs> totally. Um, I've got some trivia if you want to hear it. Wait us with some trivia. While training, Adonis wears a shirt with the message. Why do I want to fight? Because I can't sing or dance. This was a line from Rocky to Adrian on their ice skating date in the first movie. Nice. Oh, so good. Um, Just as the film was entering pre-production, Sylvester Stallone's oldest son, Sage Stallone, died of a heart attack. Stallone has admitted that the loss almost sent him into a full breakdown, but Ryan Coogler was eventually able to convince him to use the film as a dedication to Sage, focusing specifically on the father-son relationships that appear in it. Although initially resistant, Stallone said at the Golden Globes that Creed helped him cope with Sage's death. Yeah, I guess he was probably using that, wasn't he? Oh, I can imagine. And that picture, when he shows them in the movie, he's like, oh, is this you and your boy? That's actually him and his son. His oh, wow. Sage. That was him and Sage, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Sylvester Stallone requested that Michael B. Jordan wear the famous American flag trunks that Apollo Creed wore in Rocky and Rocky wore in Rocky Three and Rocky Four to keep the tradition in the Rocky universe. I like that. Ugh. Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed, gave his strong endorsement to the movie and Michael B. Jordan's performance. Jordan felt extremely honored. Nice. Um, I love Carl Sylvester- Weathers. He's so great. I I no. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. Old Grief Karga. Mm. That's something Sylvester's- else I watched was the Mandalorian. Oh, I need to finish that. Yeah. I need to finish that first episode. He's, he's, in, he's in a lot of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Weathers has said yeah. um, Sylvester Stallone was 69 years old when the film was released the same age as Burgess Meredith when Rocky was released nice <laughs> man they <laughs> aged very differently <laughs> slightly yeah <laughs> uh, slightly um, let's see here Sylvester Stallone revealed on a talk show that in all of his Rocky films, there had been at least one instance of him being knocked down for real, which in a sense had become something of a tradition for the franchise. Upon learning about this, Michael B. Jordan agreed to deliberately shoot such a case for this film, citing, if you can take it, so can I. That's keeping the tradition alive. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah. He's so yoked in this. He's fucking jacked. It's funny because listen to this uh, trivia. Adonis so is the perfect that. name for him because he is a fucking Adonis in this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan gained 24 pounds of muscle by working out two wow. to three days a day, wow. six days a week, adhered to a strict diet for almost a year. And since he didn't have a body double, he had to learn how to box in preparation for his role. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you'll see an actor in a sports movie and it's just like, eels. <laughs> yeah it's just like i yeah. don't want to watch kevin Costner try to throw a baseball again <laughs> <laughs> sorry Waterworld. yeah come on now <laughs> um sylvester stallone is the third actor in oscar history to receive both lead and supporting academy award nominations for playing the same character 
Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Ooh, where'd you go? Um, actor Sylvester Stallone wrote or rewrote all of the dialogue for the character of Rocky, also in Creed um, 2015 and Creed 2 2018. He said that the original screenplays were great, but didn't quite capture the Rocky tempo. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and, and last but not least, um, in Polly's room, when Rocky talks about his son moving to Vancouver, there's a photo of Sylvester Stallone as a younger Rocky and a very young Sage Stallone, Sylvester's oldest son. Ryan Cougar urged a reluctant Stallone to give him the picture since he thought it wouldn't be right not to have a representation of Sage in the movie. Stallone admitted that he personally views the film as a dedication to his sage who played Rocky sign in Rocky five. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, love it. Yeah. This movie was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to do it. Yeah. Me too. Um, Yeah. Did we discuss what we're doing next week? No, I I was just looking up uh, what's coming out that Adam driver movie 65. Um, Is there a good Adam driver action movie? Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Marriage Story, great action next. movie. <laughs> yeah, um, Shazam <laughs> comes out the seventeenth. Do the original. John Wick comes out the twenty fourth. We could uh, oh, we could shit. do. I know we've done one of them. We could do two we and do three two. before the, the lead up. Yes, let's, let's do, do that. that. Let's right, do that. Coming up next week, John Wick two. Oh yes. Um, a little, fuck a little yeah. look into our creative process there. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it live, baby. Yeah, we do We're live. doing it live. Target. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John well, Wick 2 is currently streaming on Peacock as well, as well as number three. Boom. Perfect. Hell Boom. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, how, about you, how about you hit us where you can find us? You can find us at www.actionmoviebookclub.com. You can also find us on Twitter at ActionMovieBC or on Instagram at ActionMovieBookClub. Um, we're also on YouTube and TikTok as well. And also, don't forget to listen to Comic Book Book Club, starring our man Hans himself and frequent collaborator of the show, Charlotte Hollingsworth. Um, it's such a fun show and just diving into comic books, which is something that is seemingly endless. But, you know, we they go in and they get the good stuff. Um, I need to catch up on my comics and but I love Chip Zdarsky's Spider Man. It, it was, was so good. good. Yeah, that was a, that was like the perfect place to start. Mm, I loved it. It was great. Thanks, man. Yeah, check yeah. that out. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, but I that's think, about it. Anything else? I think that's about all I got. Would you take us out? Happy trails, Hans. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> <laughs>